A flight carrying Scott Woodward just left Boise. The plane had two passengers, male-female, no Peterson. It was a 90-minute meeting, only 90-minute meeting. If that doesn't scream, fucking smokescreen, I don't know what does. Seriously, 90 minutes. That's it. Peterson turned us down. Woodward blew it. Fuck off, poor boy. Cock as you dipshit. Yeah, Peterson is going to fly on over to Seattle tonight, you stupid fuck. Ever think that maybe Pete could have accepted the Washington job and then went home to eat a pot roast and pound his wife right in the diner with a five million dollar Peter? Everybody is a member of the press now. Fuck off. Another one. Be the best. I'm out. I, you know, with Hitler, the more I learn about that guy, the more I don't care for him. Maybe I could be like an announcer, like a color man. You know how I always make those interesting comments during the game? Yeah, yeah, you make good comments. The weather is perfect, the field is fast at the Rose Bowl for tonight's ball game. You know, they were the Athletic was bought out by the New York Times a few uh, months ago, and so you figured they were adding it to their whatever to try to help bolster themselves. But I guess if you have one failing organization that's buying up another failing organization, the ultimate reality for it is that you're going to start seeing this kind of thing. But it just seems odd that the Washington Huskies would be cut loose. And uh, what did you guys think? Yeah, I don't uh, – I heard some really bad stuff about, you know, how much money the athletic was losing, which made sense to me. I just don't think it's a model that – I think it's an admirable model, and I think it's a good model for – sports coverage, but I just don't think people don't fucking pay for stuff anymore or want to. Uh, so I wasn't surprised, but it's not good. I mean, uh, <laughs> there needs, I, I, there needs to be some like legitimate outlets that cover Washington sports, uh, football most notably. And I don't think, I think it also, uh, doesn't show, I haven't looked at what other you know, what all teams they stopped. I don't know if this is like they're getting rid of all the teams or maybe only except like eight flagship ones, but it's not a great sign that they don't think uh, Washington football is worth, uh, you know, having one fucking reporter basically that they have to have to cover it. And then Kwiatkowski on the boards there is already predicting Mike Burrell to the Big Ten. So... More more than likely, yeah. And he got 22 uh, upvotes. It's incredible. Yeah, I I I think this uh, I don't know this this whole wave of of uh, you know Twitter Twitter people uh, you get you getting your news off of Twitter. What the hell? Did you whip it out for a second, or what? What was that? A zipper? That was my jacket zipper. <laughs> you pull, are sure. you pulling a are you pulling a Jeffrey Tubin on us or something? 
<laughs> so shout outs uh, include Quiet Kowski and Jeffrey Tubin. Okay, I'm writing these down as we go. <laughs> so like uh, are they just uh I I don't understand what this this New York Times you know, New York Times buying it and uh you know, are we gonna go are we gonna go like deep in the tug cavern for takes on this or I mean, are they going to just limit the athletic to covering uh, the U.S. women's soccer team or something? Now, I don't understand what they're what they're going for here. You know, unless their unless their product model was you know really bad that they had to uh, you know eliminate all these that they weren't making money on it or something. Well, clearly they weren't. I mean, they obviously looked at Washington and and, and all the people that were subscribing. And uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Once you're subscribed, you can. You were on there, Joey, so you know you could click whatever team you wanted to follow. So I'm yeah. sure they had some. I'm sure they had some sort of metrics for that, and they just saw that there weren't enough Washington Husky fans, or whatever. I was subscribed to it. Uh, I canceled my subscription yesterday. Um, so did I. And it's just it's 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 sad, <clears throat> sad for Christian Capel. It's sad for just the Husky fans, and it also is just another ominous sign of the uh, sinking Titanic that is the Pac-12 conference. So, wait, the Pac-12 well, uh, not doing well? <laughs> we haven't done a temperature yeah. check in New a while. To but... <laughs> New to me. New to me. I thought the Pac-12 was winning, na- running running natties, a, and uh, yeah, it's running uh, a 103. Well, by the way, I've, I've, uh, I'm looking on the uh, the Ion Television Network, and uh, they've got an episode of Bones on from 15 years ago, and so <laughs> we're gonna follow it. We're gonna follow with a mini uh, Law and Order SVU marathon for about 12 hours too. <laughs> We're going to get Cal versus the Beave. Cal, Cal versus the Beave. Uh, <laughs> sounds perfect. We'll be waiting for we'll be waiting for Washington Stanford to come on, and then we're sitting there watching. Oh, I wondered what happened to Jimmy Smith. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, look at what he's doing now. Oh. Well, they got tomorrow. It's. Uh, you know, it's bones in the morning, <laughs> bones in the morning, and then uh, NCIS the rest the rest of the day. It's all it's all fucking. It looks like the whole week is just cookie cutter fucking crime shows. This uh, you know what they're. I'm just going to throw this out there. Those shows, by the way, who who watches those shows? Do you know anybody who watches uh, that shit? I have a friend of mine who shall remain nameless, might be listening to the pod. Uh, I had okay. breakfast with him. I had breakfast with him maybe about two weeks ago, and he he said he was <laughs> he was TiVoing Barry Mason. Oh, the new? Well, there's a new ter- Perry Mason, I think, that's coming out. It's been out. What, yeah, well, was, well, he didn't say he that. He just of, said Perry Mason. I oh, thought he meant the old one. <laughs> He's well, probably talking about the old one because the new one's on HBO. Funny, I I I worked with a guy a long time ago that uh, uh, he he preferred he'd always talk about how he preferred Perry Mason over Matlock, but my uh, 
my grandfather preferred Matlock over Perry Mason. <laughs> well, there's a cage match. <laughs> well, I, choices. I, I could never get them back. I could never get them in the same room. They knew each other, but I could never get them in the same room to uh, dispute over who was better. I, I, I always had to be the, the middleman. Pretty funny. Well, there's yeah, people to, to watch everything. Yeah, there's people to watch everything because since riding on the nose, my wacky uncle we always talk about. Like every time you 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 ask you like you call them or stop by his place, like what do you do? He's like, oh, watching old Gunsmoke. He like only watches like Gunsmoke, <laughs> old, old Hawaii Five O, and like all those fucking yeah. the, the, the riflemen. But then it's kind of the, it's just kind of funny too because like my parents used to make fun of it, but then. Every time I go to my parents' house now, they're watching Gunsmoke. They're, like, telling me all about Gunsmoke. <laughs> Jake, Jake <laughs> Peters or whatever his name, like, oh, old Jake. Uh, they're like, yeah, it's a great show. I'm like, oh, my God, you guys watch Gunsmoke now. Uh, yeah, maybe, there's, there's maybe, maybe they yeah. Sh- Maybe they should go for MeTV. The Pac-12 should go for <laughs> MeTV or uh, uh, what? what's what's the uh, TV land or whatever. You know, they, <laughs> yeah. you know me. <laughs> Me TV. I, I mean, I don't know who Me TV is going to cut from the list. I mean, you got the Wild Wild West, <laughs> Wagon Train, the Big Valley, Gunsmoke, Bonanza. I mean, I mean, where are they going to squeeze it in at? I mean, some heavy hitters there. <laughs> this week's episode of Bonanza has been preempted for the Pac-12 game of the week. <laughs> we now go to Palo Alto. There's going to be pissed off people. <laughs> They're like fuck. Yeah. They're like god damn it. <laughs> uh this uh, this episode of Gomer Pile will air next Saturday at 3:30. <laughs> damn it. And then like during a break in the action, you know, the uh, one team's punted and then the you know, the the units are coming on and running on and off the field and uh you know, this Tuesday on Gomer Pile, Gomer finds a a dead squirrel yeah. in his locker. Who did it? <laughs> Seven PM. <laughs> do you do you think the do you think the Ion executives, you know, when they're pitching it to George Klyovkov, they're like, Hey, we've got a great lead in for you. You know, and he's going, you know, what is it? And, he, and they're like, The seventh season of Blue Bloods. George, <laughs> do not do not turn down this opportunity. <laughs> well, you know what? If the hardcore husky, if hardcore husky developed its own TV network and we picked up Pac-12 coverage, you know what our lineup would look like, right? It'd be like twelve hours of Seinfeld, <laughs> mm-hmm. Stanford versus Oregon State, Washington versus Arizona. <laughs> And then uh, I guess it would be uh, the oh, I guess it would be like uh, a Rambo Roadhouse. Uh, <laughs> Roadhouse. <laughs> We'd get a uh, what? What was the tagline of uh, like TNT in the nineties? It was uh, like movies for guys who like movies. Hey, you know, movies for guys like movies. Bring, yeah, we can bring that back. You know, problematic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you, yeah, like, what? You making well, movies for guys? They'd never do it, you know, because of, uh, you know, cultural and 
all all the uh, cultural and social, which uh, you know, by the way, you put in parentheses political uh, for anybody who's you know, anybody who cares. Uh, yeah, but does uh, why doesn't like barstool sports start their own TV network? You know what? That's a great idea. Didn't, it's a great didn't idea. They have something internet is like internet wise or uh, streaming. They had they had like the Wyoming bowl game. Yeah, they was, had a bowl uh, game this year. Yeah, yeah, it was Portnoy and and Big Cat were like the color commentators. And they Are were you kidding me? No, no, I'm. I, oh, I, yeah. I watched uh, like I watched. Um, I watched some of that game, and I saw like other little snippets of it and they're basically rooting with the uh with the spread and the points line. You know, they're not like you know, everybody, you, knows but... ga- yeah, everybody knows gambling's within the game and, and, and I was watching uh the XFL the other day. Just I don't know, because my son wanted to watch football and it was on and it was live. And they have like all the spreads and they have everything, you know laid out on the screen. It's like, yeah, why not? Why not have it there? Because everybody knows it anyways. And you're having commercials of FanDuel, you know, every fucking 20 minutes. So why <laughs> why not? You know, and you got <laughs> J.B. Smoove as, as Caesar, you know, sprinkled in every, you know, uh, all the time. So why not just have it all laid out? I mean, why... Why why can't the Pac-12 just be, you know, a little more innovative and be like, hey, we're just going to embrace it. We're, you know, our office is in Vegas, and here here's here's what we're going to do, you know. Well, well, one of the few things, just, one of the few things they could try, yeah. I just, uh, I just Googled Barstool Sports Pac-12 coverage, and I got a, a, a blog article from Barstool Sports, and their headline is, the Pac-12 had to deny a report. It's negotiating with Ion Television because literally nobody wants to broadcast its games. Well, yeah, I, I don't think well, I don't think an well, author is going to be coming from Barstool. I've seen some good uh, speculation of like people with all these leaks, like in random Twitter accounts. You know, it, it seems like there is has to be someone who's trying to or not someone, parties that are trying to, like, kind of sabotage, uh, you know, make, sabotage the Pac-12 or, you know, dictate things, you know, backhandedly because it's so weird. I mean, as bad as the Pac-12 is, I that just seems insane. So it seems like there might be people trying to, like, lower lower the value yeah. of, the, of the operation by leaking shit. Uh, to make it seem like it's worth less, so then people panic, or schools schools panic, or you know fan bases panic and put pressure on the school. I don't know. It's the uh, someone on uh, I don't think it was on the boards, but like Twitter had a good point of it. Like it's uh, kind of like I, I don't think either of you watched the show Succession, but it's like the show Succession right now is going on behind closed doors with the Pac-12 network. Uh, are the Pac-12 and their media rights, and there's a lot of fucking shady, shady shit, and no one knows what's going on, and people are reacting to stuff that they don't know if it's true or not, and it's probably pretty fascinating right now, I would bet. Uh, I, I would love to be a fly on the wall with what's actually going on. 
in this the second paragraph in this article actually is taken right from our conversation about five minutes ago. It might almost sound like we were lifting it from them, but it says on Friday a report a, a report emerged that the Pac-12 was negotiating with some channel called Ion. That's right, folks. You could possibly soon catch Arizona State versus Oregon State, followed by a six-hour Hawaii Five-O marathon. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I hear, I, mean, I hear what point, you're saying, Willie. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, at that point, I don't know what the deal would be. I mean, I would assume I'm surprised that hasn't come up of just putting the Pac-12 on like YouTube. Uh, and YouTube TV, uh, which again is like the funny thing of people are pointing that's, out of, yeah, when uh, that's the best idea Pac- I've heard. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I as I said it out loud, I don't know why. I, maybe it has come up in YouTube TV, and YouTube's not interested. But I don't know the amount of especially young people who, like you know, uh, Joey Dangerously's uh, son, who just watches fucking sports on YouTube anyway. It's like. Uh, I, that seems like it would make the most sense. And it was a funny the thing Pac-12. of like. Yeah, the Pac-12, yeah. sorry to interrupt you, but the Pac-12 conference yeah. itself could do that. And then if they, they get a, you know, a few million people watching uh, cumulatively over a week or something, the various games, I don't know how, what it would add up to, but that would be given the revenue models that would bring in something, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Cause I will, when I go back and watch games now, because I don't have regular cable, I have YouTube TV, uh, I Google, like, you know, Google the highlights for different games, and they have a lot of views. Like, I think the average game now has, like, and these are all in, like, shady fucking shitty accounts that, like, random dudes who live in their 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 parents' basement uh, are just posting illegally. And then they have shitload of subscribers, and they get, like, hundreds of thousands of views, which, you know, an average Pac-12 game, they talk about, like, on the Pac-12 network, what do they say? They're getting, like, like 300,000 fucking views and, uh, viewers live. So, I don't know. I think that would make a lot of sense, and it would continue the evolution of the funny thing of people pointed out when Larry Scott was running that, like, $8 million uh, a year office in San Francisco where they were, like, they were, yeah. like, a four-minute a four minute walk from YouTube headquarters, and they hadn't had a they didn't have a deal done with YouTube TV. It was like, that was the whole point. It's like, we're going to be part of the tech world. So we're renting this uh, $8 million a year office. But then it's like, here's how close they are to all these tech companies they don't have deals with. Uh, but yeah, no, that's, I, now that I think about it, that would be, that would be a perfect way to do it. And to me, I think and there's not a the lot of stigma qual- there either. No, no, it would be, it would, it would be ahead of the curve. Uh, I mean, it would probably be a good – I feel like you could sell it to YouTube or YouTube TV because there's a lot of people who, like – it's not, like, a staggering amount, but a lot of people like me and, you know, people in my family and other Pac-12 fans I know who are like, I can get every fucking thing on YouTube TV except the fucking Pac-12 games. Like, that was my situation. Like, all year I was having – like, the past couple of years I've had to, like, do Fubo trials and – trials of weird yes. fucking sports streaming things because I had no other option because I don't have or regular cable. So, uh, yeah, no, that would be, I don't know. I would have to hope that, you know, this is something that's already happened and maybe YouTube's not interested or they are, but the money's so small. 
that, you know, the Pac-12 just can't do it. So, yeah, that but that would be my – I think that would be an ideal realistic thing, though I do think there is a chance that, like, ESPN or someone or Fox is also trying to, like, push down the – spread shit and then push down the figure, then they could lowball the Pac-12 and be like, look, well, no one else wants you other than ION TV. So, uh, cause that, I think a traditional model probably still is the best, uh, probably the best model. Cause I'm also, I'm also going really long now, but, uh, I do think we're about to see something where, you know, overall with TV and entertainment where we fractured everything to where you have to subscribe to 28 different things now. And, pay $15 just to watch what you want to watch where something's going to have to happen where we end up basically going back to cable anyways. So, uh, or some form well, of pack, cable. I mean, the YouTube thing could actually, and ironically end up being so innovative that it leads the way into the future, even though they would have stumbled upon it. But, um, I'm not seeing any downside to that, given the fact that, the thing is, though, like you talk about, the uh, Willie, the possibility that there's uh, underhanded stuff going on right now and they're trying to lowball and everything. But at the same time, if if something well-established has value, it has value. So it's not like you'd be able to pull the wool over everybody's eyes. It's just that nobody really – they see the ratings that if it's USC versus Oregon or USC versus Washington, it's going to get some eyeballs. But beyond that – Nobody cares, and I don't even know that anybody cares about UCLA, frankly, but that's another conversation. But um, you take USC out of the mix, and it's just, uh, who cares, you know? Even if, you know, well, USC, feel it. USC doesn't even get, like, the highest rate of games every year in the conference. You know, it's usually but nationwide, Oregon versus there's, there's Washington. Still, na- nationwide, though, USC is still the, the – uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Damn it. Uh, You know, they're they're the ones that carry the flag, you know? Well, sort of. I mean, that's that's like like that's what ESPN will tell you. But nobody – somebody in Greenville, North Carolina, doesn't give a shit about USC. Well, they don't give a shit about Oregon or Washington, though. No, they don't. They don't. No, like yeah, some of it's, it's potential. So, it's so regional. It's it's so <laughs> regional, and and you know it. it nobody really cares. The people don't really care about Alabama here. They don't. They just know that. But the three good. of us will watch them, though. <laughs> but yeah, because we like because we like football. It's not, and we would know, watch like, Michigan Ohio State. I don't even know this for a fact, but I'd bet a hundred dollars that all three of us watch the Michigan Ohio State game this year. Yeah, yeah, but I think what Joey's yeah, saying is kind of true. It was the game. Yeah. It was the game that's on. That's that's why we'd watch it. It was the national game, you know. And you can flip to that game while you're watching another another game. That's why we. That's why we'll watch it. You know, it. it well, if it's a, will if it's someone a in Detroit? Game, will Will someone in Detroit watch Washington versus Oregon? Though you know. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, sorry to interrupt. See, but... see well. See that game would have been on at seven or eight o'clock, you know, in, in Michigan. <laughs> right this there, year. you go. Yep. So, so part no, of the problem. But if it were on, if it were on at twelve uh, thirty their time, which would be right after one of their games ended, they probably would. But we get those yeah, late I, I slots, agree. and then all the all the early slots are on Pac twelve Network, which nobody gets. 
So that's why nobody's watching it. Yeah, I okay. I think, to me, I think, so, yeah, I, I'm not going to go too much deeper into it. But yeah, I, there's. I think we're kind of selling it short. I think you might be selling. I've got you on a five minute I mean, clock. I think, <laughs> I, I think <laughs> like a lot of that it, it, on one side. I think if the best game going on at the moment is like Washington Oregon or say Oregon USC or if you know, uh, you know, I think people will watch that in other regions versus. You know, on the same side of like, fuck yeah, I'm going to watch a good Michigan State, Michigan Ohio State game or Alabama LSU. But I, I mean, I, I don't think like, I don't think like Alabama versus South Carolina, other than the people who are super invested in those programs, I think people are kind of oversell how many people watch. College football is not the NFL. Like college football is like, I think people yeah. are really into their pro, their programs and whatever else is like. Uh, the big game and how it affects them where I'm like, if, if, you know, it's probably not, it might still be more focused on Michigan, Ohio state. But I mean, like if Colorado and Utah are going down to the wire and it affects Washington, I'm, I'm glued to that. And I don't give a fuck about Michigan, Ohio state. Like it's right. And it's on that level. It's on that level for them too. them too. I'm sure people would rather watch Oregon and Washington if they're both in the top 10 over, Purdue and Iowa has nothing to do with their team or even like Ohio state versus Maryland. Yeah. It's, uh, it's all about to me. It's mostly just about like how many viewers your program brings along, which is always funny, uh, which you, you always give them credit cause they try so fucking hard, but yeah, it's like the Oregon thing if they tout all of like the viewership numbers, but it's like, Oh, cause you played Georgia and Georgia automatically brings, like so many eyeballs. Uh, so that makes your number look huge. Or like it was like when the Huskies played Ohio State in the Rose Bowl. Like, yeah, that brought in gigantic numbers because of Ohio State. Like, it's all about that to me. It's not nearly as much about like, you know, who who the big dogs are who are just bringing in these mythical people who are going to watch the game. They have no, no dog, fight, dog in the fight. Yeah, look look no further than the uh, the national championship game, which was like the lowest rated one. I think this for, year. Yeah, but didn't it get like the lowest ratings of a national championship game? I don't know in quite some time or something. I, I mean, you know, no one no well, one well, cared about that right. game. Yeah, no one no one cared about that game, but. Uh, I'm sure more people watch Georgia versus Ohio State, you know, but I mean, it's, yeah. it's probably there, has something to do with with uh, the you know, TCU a little bit of being a, in it. Is yeah, what but you, you would, it. The, the way the way everybody would would be, you know, was like selling it is like, hey, this is great. We finally get you know, kind of an underdog, you know, a, a team that you know <laughs> is not normally there. It's not one of the same six teams. So you know, the way they're selling yeah. it is like. It's like you could see a Buster Douglas versus Mike Tyson, and then nobody watched. I, I mean, it was like, I, I don't know. There's just some kind of, uh, it. you know, you would think you'd get like a Big 12, you know, contingent or something watching that game, and then nobody watched it. Because, you know, it's, you get you get so tribalized with your own, with your own kind. It's, it, it, I, I, it's, I don't know. I I didn't go out of my way to watch it. It just happened to be on too. But, you know, it's 
you, you kind of have to be in the in the moment to you know be be into these big time games. Yeah, I uh, I also kind of makes me think if this isn't going to fucking change, it's not going to change outside of sports and college football. But like the concept of nothing, nothing. The only thing that matters is making the most money, having the most viewers. Like uh, that's a great point. It's like yeah, the numbers probably were lower, but you know who probably it, it sucked that the game was terrible, but that was probably better for college football, the average college football fan to see a team different than Ohio State and Georgia and Alabama. Like, it doesn't – it just sucks. Now, everything has to be about what makes the most money, what gets the most viewers, as opposed to, like, what the best product is or, you know, true, true fans. Because I feel like the true general college football fan that's not not a fan of one of those big-time program three or four big programs, well, I was excited. Uh, but, yeah, the truth is that brings in less viewers. But, fuck, I mean – at some point, can like who act like who actually loves this fucking what they they enjoy matter? Like the Pac-12 is a perfect example of like I get why they got to break it up and you know sell fire sale it, but like it fucking sucks for Pac-12 football fans. And just because there's not as many as there are in the SEC or for the four big Big Ten programs, like you got to lose what what you had. Uh, like there's. Yeah, I don't know if that makes sense, but what I'm trying to say is Oh, yeah, it does, yes. Yeah, yeah, it, it does. Yeah, the, the other thing I, yeah, I'll, I'll say is, uh, you know, people also gravitate towards, you know, like programs they can tell that care, you know, about, you know, about football or whatever. Like, like if you're a fan from another place, like you, you, you'll look at the environment at, you know, like uh, – you know, Oregon versus Washington or Washington State versus Oregon or the Beeve versus Washington or something like uh, these four schools, like when they play each other, like you can tell the fans care, you know, but yeah. if you're, if you're somebody in, if you're somebody in Michigan and you flip it on and it's Cal versus UCLA, it, it looks no different than San Jose State versus, uh, you know, like Nevada, Reno or whatever. It, it just looks like, you know, it just looks like a dead, a dead atmosphere, and and it's the whole thing yeah. of like, like take take your job. You, you'll just say like, you know, if if this person doesn't care, then why should I care? You know, there's you know, if if your if your boss doesn't care, why should I care? You know, it, it's just a you know, like you can flip on a game, and there's you know nine thousand people in Memorial Stadium in Berkeley, and you can look at it, and if if you just got home from, <clears throat> if you just got home from the big house with a hundred thousand people, you'd watch that game and you'd say like, "This is fucking pathetic." And then you'd flip the channel. Like, why? Why would you watch that game? But if you got home, if you got home from the big house and you flipped on, you know, this year's Oregon and Washington game, you'd sit down and watch it because you can immediately see the, you know, the buzz around the, the stadium. Good point. You yeah, can feel it coming I mean, through the TV. Yeah, and I think there's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. They, they, this, I mean, that's part of the reason why I think the conference is just—it's dead and it's going to dissolve. It's—it's it's sad, you know, but it—it it, it is what it is. It, and it and it really doesn't have a whole lot to do with Washington. I mean, it—it it, it really doesn't. You know, it, it has to do more with 
you know, people running it and then the other schools surrounding it, you know, but. Well, but let me ask you this, and and this is not necessarily a rhetorical question where I'm pointing a, a finger of indignation at Mrs. Cohen, but if you could control reality and go back in time and then when the, you know, last June when it was announced that USC and UCLA were bolting for the Big Ten, if we could have added Washington's name to that and gone with them, I think I think all of us would sign up for that right now, wouldn't we? Yeah, yeah but I, I would have signed that wasn't up for an it option. back then too. <laughs> That's I true would, for you I guys. Would, I was iffy at first, but I mean, yeah, I assume it wasn't an option, uh, but that's a total that's a total assumption. I mean, I think it was a situation no, been, where it, I'm sorry to jump in, but uh, what I'm getting at yeah, is yeah. again, I'm not I'm not necessarily saying it's Cohen's fault. So please, listeners, don't no, misinterpret. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, but I, if I, she I would have that, been privy yeah. to what USC and UCLA were doing and have been a part of that cabal instead of just getting hit and blindsided by it. And I don't know yeah. whether she can be blamed for that or not. I'm not saying she should be necessarily, but, it, it, you know, they, 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 the USA and UCLA left the conference hanging to, out to dry. And uh, it's just sad on multiple levels, you know, and it's not, it's too bad that they couldn't have at least, maybe they would argue that they had to do it this way, but I mean, at least behind closed doors, just say, hey, this is what we're looking to do. So brace yourselves and blah, 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 you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I wonder. I mean, it's one of those, yeah. Oh, go, go ahead. It's one of those situations where it's like two things where like you, to work out for Washington, ideally, they would have had to be ahead of the curve or think outside of the box before anyone was even really thinking about it uh, and do something like, uh, on their own or, you know, I, I come back to the comparison a lot of like Oregon having the balls to like hire Chip Kelly as an OC and then hire him as like a head coach where it was like, this is a move that's, you know, a fucking ru- major roulette role where you're either going to win, you know, millions or you're going to fucking completely tank your operation. Like they needed to do something like that and they needed to see, the tea leaves of like the Pac-12 because I've been talking shit about the Pac-12 for a long time and it's been gradually fading, but I mean, they haven't, the football in football, they haven't won a national championship since 2004. They haven't played for one since 2014 and they haven't been in the playoffs since 16 and they haven't won a basketball championship since uh, 1990 fucking seven. Like it was, been a long. I didn't know that. Yeah, they haven't played for one since, like, 2006 or five, and they have only had, like, I think UCLA's made a couple. UCLA made, like, one Final Four since, like, the Ben Howland years, and that's it. Or Oregon made one, too, like, one one year. Like, it's been broken for a long, long, long time. Like, and somebody, USC, I think, was, maybe they didn't even do it. Maybe Fox just came up and you know, offered to be like, hey, do you want us to to help you out? And they were like, sure, why not? And maybe they even felt bad about doing it. But Washington, if they were really going to be ideal situation, they need to get ahead of that and know that, like, 
that, but that is not what Washington is. Washington is not the fucking maverick of the Pac-12, at least not in a long-ass time. I think that, uh, I think that either, either Canzano or Wilner, one of them did say that basically it was Fox. Fox led the whole, you know, move for the two L.A. schools. And, and then uh, I think it was Canzano, like, last week said that uh, basically the Big Ten, Big Ten only – only got this is this is for you, Sandra Six. The Big Ten only got Big Ten only got Maryland, Maryland and Rutgers, just so they they can say like, hey, we took teams from the D.C. and the New York markets, and no, they yeah. even know, and it was it's like gaslighting. They even know that no one cares about college football there, but ju- it was basically just a like a like a fucking notch on their belt just to say, you know, we got these two markets, you know, and they, the big 10 goes to gets the two LA schools, you know, knowing that they don't even get like half, half an attendance, you know, on a Saturday game. Um, they just basically said like, Hey, we got the LA markets, but it's not gonna, it's not going to boost up their ratings or anything. It, it was just, it's just a notch on the belt. It's going to be comical when, like, uh, you'll watch a UCLA game, you know, and they're playing at home versus Nebraska versus, like, a, a four-and-three Nebraska team, and Nebraska has 80% of the fans <laughs> in the Rose Bowl. And watch. It'll, it'll happen. And, and, and they keep talking about getting, you know, the two Bay Area schools and, you know, like, Washington and Oregon or something eventually go into the Big Ten and and uh, and, the, and it's like it, you you really want Stanford you're you're gonna get Stanford and uh, they're gonna get Iowa fans are gonna be ninety percent of the Stanford uh, stadium. Yep. Yeah. Day. Well, not that much, but I know what you mean. Well, it's gonna be pretty damn close. Some of the Stanford so, alumnus would get into it, just like the Northwestern alumnus got into it back in whenever that was now, 97 or whatever. But I mean, yeah. the I think the thing with the Big Ten, part of the USC-UCLA USC, thing, and I'm not the first person to say it, of like, yeah, they also, they can take every window. They have the 24-hour more or less window of, football now too because now you know they have they'll have one of those teams always at the seven the seven clock the seven seven thirty eight p.m window they'll they'll always have one or the other i bet so big the big 10 will have teams on tv from like 9 a.m pacific time to like 11 p.m pacific time and that's the big thing that's the big thing and that is what i think washington and oregon have to like pitch too because they're like look you're not realistic. There's going to be – you can't have UCLA or USC always playing home games and using that slot. Like, you're going to need more teams, and they probably do because, yeah, they could own – it's not the best window, but it's a window. And, I mean, if they're if they're going to have Oregon-Washington and USC-Washington, Oregon-USC, that those are going to draw big numbers even if it's a 7 o'clock game. Or, you know, I think they want to – that's what Washington and Oregon have going for them. Uh, more than anything, being able to. 
Yeah. If you're back east, though, and you don't have a favorite amongst these four teams I'm going to mention, would you all things being equal, uh, you know, if you're sitting in Detroit, Michigan, or uh, Piscatney, New Jersey, or whatever, um, would you prefer to watch USC? Thank you. I knew I said it wrong. (laughs) Didn't know whether to roll with it or not or self-correct, but it didn't sound right. Thank you. Uh, would you want to sit there and watch uh, USC versus Penn State, or would you want to watch Washington versus Oregon? And I'm thinking probably, you know, 60-40 or 70-30 would opt for the USC-Penn State, you know? So all things being equal, unless it was for, like, a number one versus number three type of thing or whatever. But, but yeah. the way you guys phrased it, though, it's you're, almost you're analogous talking, to the – it's almost uh, like for... – just let me finish. Let me finish real quick. It's like the Big Ten <laughs> block in, in basketball. No, I mean, I got a, an analogy here that I wanted to get out. So it's like the the Big Ten is in basketball blocking out the, the, the Pac-10 or Pac-12 for a rebound, basically, by like what Wooly was saying, putting them in that 7 p.m. Pacific slot. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it totally, it's like moves on a chessboard. It just totally fucks us even more. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we're in trouble. So oh, YouTube, yeah. 9 a.m. kickoff. done. <laughs> that, that's my, that's, that's my assertion. You know, YouTube, a YouTube deal in 9 a.m. or 10 p. 9 a.m. or 10 a.m. kickoffs. And um half exaggerating, half serious. Um, but it's over. Yeah, there yeah. well well if you, okay, so if they take a prime or Apple T V deal, you know, there there's no game there's no game anybody would flip from, you know, broadcast cable, you know, over to streaming, you know, anywhere else but the region that is watching the game, and and no one is going to stream, you know, Stanford versus Arizona, nationwide. No. I mean, no no one is going to stream that that fucking game. It, it's yeah. I mean, they should just uh, you know Washington. Look, Jen Cohen should just go to the Arizona AD and say, "You guys leave for the Big Twelve. We'll leave for the Big Ten. It, we'll just we'll do it." You know, we'll have a, a news conference together, and this is this is how we'll do it. And it's really it's really sad for you know the Coug and the Beeve because you know they're I yes. mean they're Mountain West bound eventually. I I feel horrible for them, but you know, and but uh, you know, and I hear like some Coug fans, you know, mainly the KJR guys, would be like. You know they're saying that they'll never forgive Washington if they if they left, and it's like we we didn't we didn't do this, right? <laughs> we didn't start this. It's pretty much Texas and Oklahoma, you know, started this. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, yeah, I think we've kind of progressed in the conversation of like what happened, and to me, the only realistic, non-terrible thing is, you know, the the conference breaks up and Washington and Oregon go to, like, the Big Ten. You know, some schools go to the Big 12. Beav and Coog and the Bay Area schools probably go, like, Mountain West or, like, the Bay Area schools fucking drop to 
FCS or some shit. Uh, yeah, that, that seems like the most likely scenario, and Washington and Oregon are the ones that have the most, like, to lose, uh, lose or gain, and the most because, you know, they're fucked if they have to go to the Big 12 or if they have to stay in, like, some zombie zombie Pac-12 where, I don't know, it sucks for the Beav and the Coog, but, like, again, they're really kind of more of – they might in, – in the long run, they might be better off in the Mountain West and being the dominant, dominant programs, big fish in a small pond than small fish in a big pond. They probably have higher could, attendance. Stanford could go independent. And nobody no. would care. <laughs> no, oh. no, but they, they could because they'd have, I mean, they'd have at least a half dozen schools that would schedule a home and home with them, you know, right, like every year. You know, they, they, they'd still have like the Notre Dame, USC, uh, UCLA, Cal, probably Washington and Oregon probably still would. I mean, they'd, they'd have a half dozen schools they would, you know. Yeah, I do Stanford's, have one. Yeah. Now, Stanford's Go really ahead. interesting. Stanford's really interesting, but, I mean, God, they got the best case study ever of, like, they were, like, a perennial top ten program for, like, six, seven years, and they, you know, they still couldn't sell out their stadium, and I'm sure their TV numbers were... <laughs> terrible it's like that's the thing that's the thing too where like even like i've said before even like asu and utah you can sell you can sell like the sizzle and not the steak and be like look these areas are blowing up population wise the people who are moving there are probably football fans like you're like utah we don't have a pro team uh asu you're like you know this is a gigantic growing area but like Stanford, you're like, you have nothing. It's like you peaked. Stanford was as good as they could possibly ever be at football for like half a decade, and nobody gave a fuck. Uh, so I don't, it just seems like so hard uh, to sell either of those Bay Area programs for anything. Other, like, that's why I'm like, I could legit see them dr- dropping down to like trying to be in like the fucking, like dropping down to like the, the big sky or some shit. And and I'm going to throw out a crazy idea here, but there's been a couple of reports since last August or so. Uh, I think there was one in late summer and then maybe a couple months ago. I don't remember where I heard it. That Nebraska was unhappy with the Big Ten and was thinking about leaving. And Nebraska's big problem right now is probably that they, that they don't have the recruiting success that they used to have. And if they were to be brought to the Pac-10 slash Pac-12, it would give them a shot at California again, uh, more of a, of a, what am I trying to say? It would grease the skids for them to recruit in, in Southern California again. Um, so perhaps a Nebraska and I don't, I'm throwing this out there. I don't know, uh, Oklahoma state or something, you know, make, make, try to pull something from that part of the country and bring it in and have those guys replace USC and UCLA. Nebraska is obviously a shell of its former self, but it's still something. Um, yeah, so I just wonder yeah, if that, but wouldn't, wouldn't they be under, under this 
new Big Ten meteorites deal. They, I mean, wouldn't aren't they kind of locked in the same way that you know Washington and Oregon are locked out of the Big Ten meteorites deal? I mean, they'd be forfeiting, you know, a bunch of money to come over to the Pac-12 to, you know, to go up against Blue Bloods on Ion Television or whatever. <laughs> well, they're they're unhappy with something. They're probably I mean, sure they they are, that they're they're probably just unhappy that they were the hot you know chick in high school and now they're the fat frumpy you know girl at the thirty year anniversary or or reunion or whatever. That's probably why they're <laughs> just unhappy. I mean, they're the modern day Leonard Skinner. Yeah, they're a weird unicorn program. I mean, they make no sense as a as a blue blood in any way, shape, or form other than just they were dominant in the formative years of college, like modern college football uh, for, you know, three, three, four decades. But yeah, I mean, they don't make any sense. I mean, it's kind of going back to what you said earlier. I mean, the move, the SEC didn't, doesn't and didn't need Texas and Oklahoma. And for the good of the PAC 12 and maybe the sport, like it's been said a million times, the PAC 12 needed to get Texas and Oklahoma and Oklahoma state and, you know, Nebraska to come form an alliance and make it. So you have the big 10, which again, they don't need, they don't need USC and UCLA, but yeah, making like West of the Mississippi being its own, its own thing was what needed to happen. And I think, you know, as you said, like if they could find a way to add Nebraska, like TCU, uh, Oklahoma state, you know, that would be a better band aid to me than adding San Diego state and, uh, Boise State and SMU, but it's still a band aid. It's not gonna, it's not gonna save the conference long, long term. I mean, yeah, Probably. that's right. why I said I don't think they have a realistic. The only realistic save they could have is like somehow weaseling USC and UCLA into staying, or like adding Texas Oklahoma back in the day. Like it's it's done. I mean, if you're Washington or Oregon, the only thing you could say for your own program would be like, you know, try to become like the Gonzaga of college football to be like, yeah, we play in a shitty conference, but you know, we go 11 and one every year and we play a couple big non-conference games and we get that automatic spot in the playoff. Now that there's more teams in the playoff, like that's not the end of the world, but I don't know that also one depends on you being Gonzaga, figuring out how to been, you know, the Pac-12 was still going to be better than what, like, Gonzaga plays in. Like, fuck, Oregon and Washington yeah. are still going to – they're still going to lose. Like, they're not – it won't be easy to dominate those teams, especially because they all have, like, such deep, deep-seated deep rivalries with a lot of those programs. Like, I mean, Washington alone, you're like, can't beat ASU ever. <laughs> it's like, that, that's yeah. not going to be – that's not going to – like, you probably have a better chance. I think Washington's, like – you probably have a just as good a chance of, you know, going eight and one in conference in the Big Ten sometimes than you would in the pack uh, a shitty LA school last Pac twelve just because of the history where I feel like Oregon's the opposite to me, where I feel like Oregon would go to a conference where they don't have a bunch of uh teams that are like scared before kickoff and they don't have a bunch of guys who played high school together in California who know that the org guys who went to Oregon are fucking shady. The shady guys from high school, they were like, oh, I'm, that guy's like, uh, I'm scared. 
uh, and they played like Iowa State and Purdue every week, they'd probably get beat more than they would out here. Uh, but yeah, I think that's the thing. It's just like, there's no right option. There's only better band-aids if they stay. And, you know, trying to become the Gonzaga of the shit conference, but that's not easy. You know, I, like 10 or 12 years ago, whenever the, you know, it became the Pac-12, you know, or whatever, it was, uh, Willie Duke's dad was, was like, you know, he was serious, you know, and, and, you know, Willie, you know, Willie Duke and I were like kind of always, you know, it was like tongue in cheek, but he was always serious. Like he said, instead of going to the Pac-12, they should have just kicked out the Arizona schools and said, fuck you guys, we're going back to the Pac-8 or whatever. And, but That's what Ray always, Bannon we, wanted, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, and it, it, it sounded like, oh, man, you got to move with the times, but they could have been, you know, you know, if you if you kind of look back, like we always had these tongue-in-cheek conversations, but it was like, yeah, you you go to the Pac-8 and you don't you, you just go to Notre Dame and you say like, look, you're not joining the conference, you're not going to be part of a conference, but, um, you know, you can play every team in our conference every year, you know, and you you basically pimp out your whole conference. You know, they get their eight games, and then they get their four other games that would be like, uh, you know, their their other rivalry games. Um, you know, and you, you basically say, like, you, you, look, you can get all our, all eight of our teams, or you just pick six a year or whatever, you know. And that way you, you would get your, like, your national slot on NBC. You know, every team would get a, you know, would get a but game on But you're really dreaming there. I mean... No, but I mean, this is the this is like what we were talking about like ten or twelve years ago, because you'd have a really small conference and you'd need to fill it up with uh, non-conference games or whatever, you know. But but yeah, then it would have made it would have made all the moves easier now. Yeah, I mean so earlier that, that was uh, I mean. Yeah, that's kind of the thing of I was talking about, which we've talked about for a long time, of, like, being moving ahead would have been the right move because, like, yeah, like, booting the booting the Coug and the Beave and, like, booting the L.A. – not the L.A. schools, the Arizona schools and, like, maximizing the conference. And this is back when the Bay Area schools still were, like, had a pulse of, like, yeah, just maximizing the conference ahead of the curve and then, like, packaging it and being like, yeah, we're all going to play BYU. They're not going to be in our conference for, like, political reasons. Because the kind of conference kind of did that because it seemed like every year, like, five teams played BYU, and it was a good move. Uh, but, yeah, that's, that's a major past hypothetical, so uh, we don't need to get too deep into it. But, yeah, the conference needed to do something, not kicking out the Coug and the Beave back in the 70s or wherever it was when they it was a major possibility and not – kicking out the, the Arizona schools or something. And it was probably uh, probably a bad move. They probably should have added, like, BYU in the 80s. Uh, and then, like, uh, you know, maybe added, like, one of the Arizona schools or something. Well, I don't think one would have gone without the other, though. No. And, I mean, the thing is, like, ASU has a pulse for football, hypothetically. But Arizona – especially because basketball used to be a bigger deal. Uh, Arizona basketball is a value, uh, you know, especially in a conference where, 
long term, like UCLA is gone now, so Arizona is like the only basketball school. Uh, yeah, so it's I don't know. The hypotheticals are pretty are pretty vast, but the ultimate is is that the Pac-12 as a whole is probably fucked. But I guess my hypothetical to you guys would be like, if they do stay in the Pac-10 and they add like they don't add anyone, or they add like SMU, San Diego State. Do you think Washington could become like the Gonzaga basketball of the West Coast? Because I don't think that's entirely impossible. No, Uh, I guess I I think I would like to think that it would be almost a given that if we continue to, we being the Husky administration, continues to care about football and put forth the effort to be a winner, um, it seems like it would be a slam dunk to be, uh, you know, maybe Oregon would be neck and neck with us and maybe not, but. Um, it seems like a slam dunk. And so really the, the subsequent question to that then, Wooly, would be, would it have the stigma of BYU when they were a member of the WAC and they were dominating year after year after year, and yet it was always kind of like, a, yeah, but they're in the WAC. Or like modern-day Gonzaga in basketball, nobody holds it really against them seriously that they're in that horrible conference, uh, and they're and they're taken very, very seriously. So it's just a question of, perspective i think because if it's the latter it wouldn't hurt washington at all in terms of the prospects of being able to get into the playoffs and make a splash and earn that revenue um you know as opposed to my byu example from yesteryear but yeah uh washington i think thank god for saint ruperaki fruvai uh washington (laughs) would kind of have because washington uh, gonzaga a lot of that is like timing and March Madness being an excellent, like, vehicle and showcase, mm. you know, because every year they got to play, and they got to play. Everyone loves March Madness. They had a big audience, and they would beat, you know, they would beat big-time programs as, like, this fun underdog, and they played fun. They kind of had, like, a a funky – they shot a lot of threes back when that wasn't what it is now, and they had a bunch of fucking white dudes from, like, uh, Battleground and Kennewick and shit that were on their team. <laughs> And international guys. Not that there's anything wrong with that. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Washington would have a good opportunity (laughs) with the expanded playoff, and if they can keep DeBoer and the the situation going and play the way they do, uh, and maybe even turn it up a little bit more with the, like, the the, the offense of, like, they got into the playoff and they beat, they knock off, you know. They win a couple games, you know, in the first couple years of the expanded playoff, and they're fun – team to watch and you know they play a cool way that would be that an would be opportunity critical. to do that but they would have to do that like if the, if the huskies they have you know, to the huskies win go yeah if the huskies even go like nine and four next year and say hypothetically the next year in the in the shitty pack 12 they go like 10 and two and they get to the playoff and they get fucking they lose to georgia 49 to three they're they're fucked then they're just like 49 like, to seven <laughs> They'll, they'll be let's better than let's, Oregon. Let's yeah. do better than Oregon. Yeah. 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 They will uh, – <laughs> yeah, which to me is like – yeah, they it, it's possible, but really the best option long-term is probably, you know, again, going back to the same well of, like, just getting to the Big Ten and doing well. But I don't know. The more I think about it, I don't know. That opportunity would be a good – if they could do it right, that might actually sneaky be a good – a good outcome, even better than going to the Big Ten. Because we'll be honest, they're going to struggle 
are they ever going to win the fucking Big Ten? Like, are they going to be able to win their division? And then they're going to have to go play Ohio State probably every fucking year uh, in the Big Ten championship in, like, Indianapolis. They, they're, they're probably going to – if they join the Big Ten, here's what's going to happen. They're going to play Ohio State. Uh, and they're going to, like, beat Ohio State in Seattle – and then they're going to be, like, undefeated, and then they're going to be like, here comes the Big Ten Championship, and they're going to lose to Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship, and you're going to be like, oh, great. Uh, because of these the stupid way they set up college football now, you got to, like, beat the same team fucking twice. Uh, it's probably what, what would you – I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm rambling, but my thought is of, like, do, oh, no, do, you, think that, you, do you think they're really going to be able to compete ideally in the Big Ten, especially throw in, USC is going to be in the Big Ten. And if USC, when USC has been on, how often does Washington, can Washington compete with like a, a all-cylinders firing USC anyways? So then you're also going to have fucking Oregon, who's like always undermining you uh, and fucking offering way too much money for your, your region's best recruits. Like, I don't know. It almost seems like if they could find a way to pull off being like a big fish in a small pond and then succeed on when they get the chance to go to the, the big, uh, the big stage. Cause that's the thing. Like if Gonzaga basketball, you know, upset, they pulled one, one upset like one year or something and they never won again. They would be like loyal Marymount or something. Yeah. So like, great, no great analogy. No but the thing is Gonzaga every fucking year, they came back and they kept winning and winning and, I think Washington as a program has the ability to do that. Uh, and maybe they, but they, they would have to do it. So I'm just saying the same thing over and over and over again. But I think that's, I don't know. I'm selling myself way more on the idea of trying to be that than trying to be the eighth best program in the Big Ten and uh, having Ohio State. So the, you know, the rationalizing yeah. and the transformation of you during this podcast has been remarkable. <laughs> Hey, I, I'm now even thinking, I mean, I'm even thinking, I mean, like, yeah, UCLA in the Big Ten, hypothetically in the Big Ten, I mean, throw in UCLA, too, no, who they never fucking, they can never fucking beat. Uh, I don't know. They might go to the Big Ten and become fucking Minnesota. Uh, they'll become Minnesota overnight and then be like, eh. you know, maybe maybe it would be better. I mean, yeah, the the Oregon thing also does not help. You got to got to remember that too in both of these outcomes. I mean, Oregon becoming what they became, uh, you know, as much as you hate to give them power over you, fucking sucks. Uh, it, it it was same thing with Stanford becoming a program, a good program in the 2010s, where it's like, God, how many of there's a a decent amount of really good players who I bet, you know, Washington would have got who Stanford took during that run because Stanford was rolling at the football program where, you know, Washington probably could have been a higher than them on the com combination of academies and football. But now I'm, that's a wrong point, but you, nah, I'm going to shut up. And Oregon's <laughs> looking for a way out. They're looking for the emergency exit right now. So, uh, they, they were reaching out market though, but they, they were reaching out to the big security. 12. So, yeah, you know, I don't yeah. know that they. Well, would, I mean, I, you know. Well, well, they're the they're the SEC of the West. They should just go to the SEC, right? I'm going to repeat myself a... from last pot. <laughs> go ahead. Keep going. 
<laughs> oh, I'm going to repeat myself from the podcast from last uh, the the last podcast. I do think that long term, SMU has been out of the uh, the big time for so long. I just have a hunch that if they did get a chance to get in the Pac-12, you'd have financial you'd have people stepping up financially there to seize the the moment. And five six years down the line, they could be something. Uh, I do hold to that. Um, I agree. Yeah, I just, agree. So that so that and then Deion Sanders, that's a wild card, but he you know he he could do something in Colorado, and now suddenly you've got uh, you know in theory a, a surging Colorado, an up and coming SMU team. Uh, San Diego State would do whatever they're going to do. Uh, and then Washington, Oregon, and Utah. Um, you know. Yeah, yeah. I you was, know, uh, it's something. Go, go, going back to what Wooly Duke was talking about, those, you know, these, I always thought, like, these championship games can really screw over your, your conference. Like, you know, like the SEC, yes. SEC is going to have 16 teams you know, this year, right? And and they're only going to play eight. They're, you know, each team's only going to play eight eight teams or whatever, and then they're going to have a championship game. So they're just – I mean, it's it's just a joke that they even have a championship game. Just, just play every team in your division, and then, you know, you don't even need a championship game. You, you know, they could – I, and all this stuff they they've done is just is just so fucking ass backwards. Like you, you just play every team in your division and then go have a tournament. It's it's, it's just the dumbest, it's just the dumbest thing that you know Division One college football. Is. It's just so like it's so so stupid. fucking it's so weird from every other sport. You know it's it's uh, and, and we'll then people the SEC argue for that like one. oh that's what. Yeah, but it's just the history of it. It's like, hey, we're going to have bowl games, and then we'll just decide by a vote. And it's like, what? Well, that's kind of fucking weird, you know. But, you know uh, well, and, I like you know, the bowl it, system, but, you know. Oh, I like the bowl system, you know. But, yeah, I mean, if you don't if you don't get into, like, whatever tournament you're, you're in. But it's just like, I, I don't know. It, it's just the way they, they craft things. They try to they try to sell it, you know, you, you know, if you remember the original BCS was like, Hey, we're going to take bias out of it, you know, and, and we're going to create this point system, you know, and we're going to base a lot of it on polls, which is a biased fucking vote. <laughs> we're going to have these point system based on, you know, fucking voters who, you know, would don't want, <laughs> I just, I always think of, uh, I think it was caller. It was when like, I think Nebraska got in. It was like 2002 or 2003, and maybe it was Oklahoma. I can't remember, but but Colorado had beaten them, you know, on you know earlier in the year. It was back when uh, Gary Barnett was the coach, and oh uh, yeah, <laughs> and they had beaten they had they had more points over Colorado. It was like by a thousandth of a point or something. It was like point nine four three over point nine four two or something like that. And and Gary Barnett was actually classy about it. He was like, "Well, this is the this is the system we signed up for. So you know, we're just gonna go play in you know the Fiesta Bowl or wherever they had to go play." And I, I can't remember what year it was, but it was like 
it was like, this is how we're doing it. We're, we're having a fucking point system and we're telling everybody it's fair and unbiased yet. You know, we took the AP poll and the coaches poll and we entered that into the, entered that into the, you know, the computer of how we, we got it out. You know, I, I just, it was just so, this division one college football is just so fucking, it's just so fucking stupid how they, how they do it, you know. One, two, some conferences play nine conference games, and then the the uh, the quote unquote bi- you know the the big bully of the whole system plays eight, you know, and they they have their their base their glorified bye week in in early November. It, it, I mean the whole the whole Division One college football is just a fucking joke. Well. It's it's that it's that shitty girlfriend I can't stop sleeping with, you know. <laughs> it, that might be the it's title of the pod. A, I don't know. Yeah, it's always been a strange, oh. a strange beast. Even going all the way back, especially as a West Coast fan, especially if you're a West Coast fan, not a USC fan, of like, yeah, you've been fucked. You've just always been fucked uh, throughout history. Uh, even uh, the early BCS thing making me think about in 2000 when yeah, Florida State Florida State played for the national championship, uh, and the story wasn't even that uh, Washington didn't get to play. It was that Miami did it, even though Washington had beat Miami, and <laughs> Miami had beaten Florida right. State. Like, it, it wasn't even a conversation, and no one yeah, – Exactly. Yeah, and the point against it was, like, you you could be like, look – Miami lost. I mean, Florida State only lost to Miami. Miami only lost to Washington. Washington lost to Oregon. Like Washington had the worst loss. Like that was the case against Washington. But that wasn't even the, that wasn't even the debate. There was no debate. It was just you know uh, Miami got fucked. But it's like yeah, Miami lost to Washington convincingly uh, in an actual game. So yeah, I mean it's always been a kind of fuck fucked out thing. And I mean I think that's kind of why why. People, well, you know, it, it wasn't even a it. bad. It wasn't even a bad loss because Oregon won the uh, Holiday Bowl. They were like games. a top five team, Holiday Bowl. Yeah, yeah, they were a ten and two it, team that yeah finished in the top top ten or top five, and yeah, it wasn't yeah. even a bad loss. It was on the road to a top ten at least team, but yeah, so yeah, it's, it's always it, been fucked. Yeah, it's like I just I always like to say why not of these things that make they make no sense of why we can't do it and you just say like why not? You know, it's like you know the 92 like we have to split a national title cuz we're like, well, we just this is how the this is the season's ending today. It's like why? Why can't you just play a tie play a tiebreaker the next week? Oh, well, we can't do it. You're like, why not? Why can't I, we play? Why not? I college football. I guess there has to be logistical things that have to exist, but the fact that college football never didn't run with in the NCAA didn't run with being like the flexible sport that could be like, yeah, we still have two undefeated teams. Like, fuck it, let's play a pay per view. Uh, you know, a, a week after the bowl, and let's just do it. I I don't know why they didn't do that, but. I will always say it was a little bit ahead of the time where what sells now in life is just fucking debate. 
And college football has the interest of it was especially before a lot of the stuff. It was like there's always debate. Like it's almost yeah. like it's yeah. almost like you get mo- you get more fans because in 1991 two programs get the claim they were they they were national champions, which is kind of it's kind of good for the sport. Where it's like say if the Huskies had you know for either program if the Huskies in Miami played that year, whatever program lost. And they they would have less luster, like. But instead, now both teams get. The, it's like the weird only sport where like you can claim, like y- you can claim more positivity. Where and there's debate, which debate keeps people engaged. I mean, we know that politically with everything, like you know, ever since people figured out that like oh, tension and chaos and debate gets eyeballs. Like college football always had that, and like they kind of sold out to making it yeah. more, like, more, less like what the sport was all about. And, like, that's rivalry, too, of, like, you know, Washington and Oregon is such a good fucking Twitter rivalry and rivalry because it's pretty even, like, in a lot of ways, where it's, like, the Coug, the Coug-Husky rivalry isn't that super interesting because they're just kind of like, yeah, the Cougs have their, like, five upsets. The Cougs have had a couple good years at the program. But, like, no, even the most crazy Coug can't really argue. They can't really argue about the programs as a whole. They can kind of t- just tear down Washington. <laughs> or it's like Oregon and Washington is fucking boiling because, like, they both kind of have good points against each other. And that's much more interesting. And that's why in the or- world of debate, it gets more eyeballs, too. Oregon is Don like James the ultimate... Is- Oregon is like the ultimate, yeah, but still program, you know. It's, you know, it's like, <laughs> you know, like they are a great deal. Like, 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 like the Husky program sucks. It's like, yeah, we, well, we, you know, we've we've beaten you, uh, you know, this this many times over this many years or whatever. Seventy, you know, seventy five percent of the games, you know, Washington's won. But yeah, but still, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Like that's Oregon, or uh, that's Washington well, State, but you know, you know. that's a whole other conversation because they won ten or eleven in a row and seventeen out of twenty. So I mean, that's I mean, a generation yeah. of you know. To me, so. that's more the, the that's more the Coug. Where I think Oregon, Oregon has the no, no, no. I, I, yeah. I said uh, I said or if I said Oregon, I I I said the Coug uh, oh. at the start, but then I said Oregon on accident. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm talking okay. about the two. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, but still, yeah, that makes more sense. You know. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, it's like, okay. It's like, yeah. yeah, you're assholes. Like we're like Oregon. You're yeah. like, yeah, historically, like Oregon could be like, yeah, we've won 18 out of the last 20 or whatever the fuck it was. But it's like, yeah, but like Washington was at their worst they've ever been, and historically, Washington still has all this, where Oregon can then be like, yeah, well, we played for two national championships, like, in the last 15 years, but the Washington could be like, yeah, you didn't win any of them. We've, we've won one and yeah. arguably been bad, better teams than your best teams, like, several times. So, it's, yeah, it's more of, like, that's what's interesting. And college football is kind of getting away from, like, debate, which is, like, uh, you know, it'd be like, in 2016, say if the Huskies like won the Rose Bowl and beat Penn State in the in the Rose Bowl, are I don't yeah I think they would have went to the Rose Bowl. Uh, 
and instead of getting you know beaten by Alabama like forever, it would be more of a question of like, wow, what if that team would have played Alabama or Clemson, and that would have been more exciting than like, oh yeah, we did get to play technically for a national title, but we lost twenty four to seven. So we know, uh, yeah, that, there's kind of an element to that that I feel like college football is getting rid of, which was like more fun than like and more interesting than just playing being like the NFL where it's like. You know, you actually play the game, but like we know what happens. So I'm rambling. I'm I'm done. And Joey, Joey's got to go here in a second. Um, yeah. So it's yep. a good time to wrap up. Anyways, I will say this: uh, about half an hour ago, I looked this up uh, when we were talking about Rutgers attendance, and uh, to their credit, in 2019, they averaged 30,081 fans. And this past year, they averaged forty nine thousand six fifty six. Wow! So, yeah, yeah. Good for them. Surprised me a little bit that they didn't have a good season. So um, well, that was kind Giano of uh, interesting. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but uh, as we wrap up here, uh, just you know, of, of speaking of our personal lives. Uh, uh, Joey, you've got a little surgery coming up soon. Is that something you want to talk about publicly yet, or <laughs> <laughs> no? How <Okay>. dare you? <laughs> nope. <But> yeah. <laughs> so I guess in conclusion, we're um, as we kind of step back from the whole big picture and just focus in on the husky. <laughs> oh. I was gonna make a joke. Oh. Bully, do you need to zip back up? But uh, <laughs> yep, exactly. That was pretty fast too. I hope you didn't. Uh, okay. Um, what the hell was I going to say? Uh, oh, been focusing on the Huskies as we wrap up here. I guess the the main thing is is that it's very important, very 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 important for the Huskies to do very well this year. And they need a marquee signature victory this year or next year uh, when the spotlight is brightest. Um, because if they don't get that, as Wooly was saying earlier, a nine and four or ten and three back to back years, and uh, we could be uh, doomed for uh, maybe forever. So <laughs> we uh, we need to we we need to seize it seize it while it's uh, right there in front of us right now. So yep. All right, so, well, uh, we'll talk again probably in another two weeks or so, maybe three, somewhere in that neighborhood. And uh, you guys have a great Saturday. Let's do it. Yep. Sounds good. You too. All right, see ya. Thank you for listening to the Hardcore Husky Podcast. This show is copyrighted material. In other words, stop plagiarizing our shit, fuckos. So please tell a friend and rate us five stars on iTunes, especially you cheap bastards who don't donate. It's the least you could do. Yeah, I'm looking at you, creepy coog. And come join our fun at over at hardcorehusky.com. We've got Husky Football, Yellow Snow's Record Shop, and our notorious Tug Tavern, which is which is a shit show of politics and strange news. And if you enjoy yourself and are ready for the next level of cyber peyote, peyote come join Swain's Wigwarm. <laughs> I'm going to have to read this over. Swain's Wigwam, yeah. Swain's Wigwam at Navajo Nation's gift to college football. It's also the official private club of hardcore Huskies. We're talking boobs, guns, and inside information, all for the low, low fee of $129 a year. Come join the fun. <laughs>
after he did that one. But 